Welcome to the Wild Podcast, your weekly dose of eco-education. And welcome back to another episode of the Wild Podcast. I'm your host, Roxy Rogan and founder of Wild Education. And today our special guest is Alex Van Oss. Alex is a stylist uh, specializing in sustainable fashion. Welcome, Alex. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. So, Alex, why don't you tell our audience just a little bit about who you are, what do you do, and where you're from? Uh, So, I am a fashion stylist specialized like you said in sustainable fashion and um, I'm from Sydney and I probably work in television as a stylist but I focus and am very passionate about uh, sustainability specifically in the fashion industry so uh, in, and I am a lover of vintage and op shopping as well. Mm, very cool. Yes. So people who might follow Alex on Instagram, Opshopter Runway, love that name as well, by the way. <laughs> great handle. Um, but yes, lover of vintage. Uh, you have some great photos of how you can style different clothes. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about how did you get on this journey into fashion and how did that transition into sustainability as well? studying fashion, fashion business and fashion design. I was always a lover of fashion, I guess, clothing. And when I was studying, uh, I also had that's, uh, a blog called Op Shop to Runway um, just because I guess I was seeing in the fashion industry, I, I didn't really understand why secondhand clothes weren't in you know magazines or why it wasn't being promoted as an option of of shopping and and vintage and all of that and so when I was studying fashion I was uh, yeah just kind of I guess confused and and especially because that was something I, I really loved and it was all about personal style and all of that um so as well as studying fashion and, and then my first job um, in the television industry was on Home and Away, it was kind of, I continued my TV styling and what I'm already, what I'm still doing now. Um, but I found that the more I kind of understood about the fashion industry, especially when like the true cost came out, I began to understand that shopping at op shops was sustainable. At first, I, you know, I grew up doing it. I loved it. And I realised that the impact that uh, Shopping Second had had was so positive and, you know, you're helping others. Um, obviously, the, the clothes are a lot cheaper. You can look amazing. And um, so when I understood the negative impacts of the fashion industry, kind of kind of came to the realisation that through my styling, I want to have more purpose and want to inspire and educate more people about the fashion industry and and how much impact that we have as a consumer um, in regards to like, yeah, what we're wearing and um, what we're choosing to, to purchase. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. And I think, you know, sometimes people forget that uh, what we do as a consumer is very important. We all wear clothes, we wear clothes every day, but how we choose what kind of clothes we're wearing does really make um, an impact. So can you talk us through a little bit about um, some of the negative effects of uh, what we call fast fashion, maybe even touch on what is fast fashion? Yeah, so fast fashion is 
really it's what the name is. It's clothing that's produced really fast. And because it's really fast, there's, there's no time spent on the quality of the garment. So I guess from pattern making to the designing of the garments, um, there's really minimal time spent on that. Then the quality, because uh, everything's sped up and it's so fast that so the quality of the fabrics doesn't really matter because they're going to be selling it really cheap and it's all about mass production so it's it's about selling a really cheap product uh, at a fast rate getting out as much trends and as much um, pieces out there and so with all of that there the impacts of that is that there's a cost somewhere. So because you're getting cheap material, because you're paying a cheap price, the materials, uh, you know, is quite cheap, but that's probably the most expensive part of a garment. Um, and then you've got the like the, the manufacturing, so from the people picking the, the cotton or the people putting together and um, making the, sewing the clothes, the garment workers, they're the ones that really face the impact of, fast fashion but also the our environment with the fast fashion they have big factories and a lot of them because of the speed and uh the fact that clothing clothing is just getting so mass produced and so it's 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 a new way of thinking that clothes we should be buying new clothes every single week getting rid of the our old our old clothes um meaning like you've worn it a couple of times so new factories are popping up and then the actual quality and the safety of those factories, there's no money or spent um, making sure that the garment workers are in safe working conditions. So, and and in regards also to our environment, you know, um, the dyes, the water polluted going back out into mm. our water systems, that's, there's just not enough money there. There's not enough time spent to make sure that everything is being done safely. And that basically that is the impact, impacts of, of fast fashion. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things. I mean, I know when I first yeah. just started learning about it, I was completely shocked that just all the effects that it has on the environment, if you look at the um, you know, workers' um, point of view as well. It's just horrendous in some of these fast fashion industries. But a lot of people, I think, are starting to understand fast fashion a bit more these days. But I think, you know, it's still some people might understand it but not fully make that commitment to not buying fast fashion. So um, for people who maybe, uh, you know, do understand that buying lots of clothes from these places that are cheap that, you know, will be getting thrown out, the microplastics are going back into the ocean, the water, um, you know, is getting polluted. What are some things that people can do to buy secondhand so, or slow fashion? So how can people transition to more slow fashion from that fast fashion way of life? It starts with understanding really what the impacts of the fashion industry have, uh, has on our planet, on our environment, on our people, and then it's... Once you learn that, it's really hard to unlearn it. Once you've seen it, you can't not see it anymore. And um, But I guess the, the steps to start, my number one step is the first step that I think you should be slowing down. So whether you're still going out to purchase from fast fashion brands, it's slowing your purchasing uh, you're at the purchasing rate that you normally do it at. And so, you know, it's not going out every day, every week, 
buying new pieces, wearing it a couple of times. It's actually going into those stores and understanding why, firstly, understanding why you're shopping as well. So are you shopping because you're bored, because it makes you feel happy, because you feel the need to be on trend, that you're uncool? You know, all of these under, uh, uh, all of these things, it's really important to understand what it is, why you're shopping, and maybe you can switch out shopping for something else, um, you know, spending time with friends or reading a book or getting inspired, going to the movies, you know, in that sort of way. So understanding why you're shopping and then slowing your your shopping habits and the shopping, slowing down the rate at which you're shopping at uh, because there's no need to have to have to buy so many clothes. Most often you'll you'll be going shopping, getting all these things, and then putting it into your closet, wearing it once, and then forgetting what else is in your your wardrobe. Or it's it's also understanding what you do have in your wardrobe and buying what you need and truly love, rather than just getting all in the rat race of being on trend and being like everyone else. So that would be my, yeah, my first few things to think about that you could still shop at those fast fashion places because, you know, it might be um, budget or, you know, certain things holding you back from buying the more uh, better quality or slower produced garments, but understanding why you're shopping and, and buying less of it, I guess. Yeah. That's such good tips because I really liked how you touched on why are you shopping because it can definitely be a thing of, you know, you do get that buzz when you buy something new. So really kind of understanding why. Yeah, yeah. And looking at your own wardrobes or in my instance, my wardrobes and my sister's wardrobes (laughs) if I can't find anything. (laughs) No, exactly. And that's something that it's – it's so crazy when we think of it in a way that, like, you know, as as a kid, you would, I mean, you'd wear your sister's clothes. That would, or your your somewhat family member or a close friend, or you'd get hand me downs. That was just the norm. And then as you become an adult, it's then seen as, I guess, maybe awkward or weird. Why would you ask your friends when you have your own money? Why would you ask your friends if you can borrow their clothes? You know, you may be seen. It's, I think it's all about image, mm. and um, but not like your physical image. It's what you're trying to portray to other people. Mm. And uh, I think, you know, if you have that friend that you share similar style with, it's, it's really fun. I mean, I have quite a few girlfriends that love to borrow my clothes and I get, I find it like a privilege and it makes me really happy to feel that they're getting enjoyment out of my clothes as well and it's creating more stories and more special times with the clothes because you know you'll you'll always the clothes that you love are the ones that you create that connection with and that uh the special occasions and you have memories wearing them Mm. so why can't that be across your whole wardrobe rather than just the one time you wore the one dress to a wedding Mm. so yeah. Yeah, I love that as well, like making your clothes something special that you want to be wearing and that you love wearing. Um and there's so much there's so much time and resources and energy and that's gone into our clothes. And it really is if you look at it like a it's a piece of art, getting dressed in the morning, the way that you can put 
uh, elements of it together and create something new that you've never created, uh, you've never worn before. Um, and I find it always so invigorating and inspiring seeing people that just owning their own style and walking down the street and loving what they're wearing and it really is it's it's a gallery mm. it's you go into the art museum but on the streets it's a gallery of people wearing their own style and I think it, it really should be celebrated and loved yeah that's that's just amazing yeah I love the way that you look at that and definitely um for those listening if you don't follow Alex already follow her on Instagram op shop to runway because you will get inspired hands down if you're stuck because I've followed your Instagram account for a while now and there has been times where something will pop up and I'm like oh that is fantastic I will do that today with my piece of clothing put a belt with it do this do that um and speaking of that you know at the moment uh with the coronavirus and everyone being at home and you know a lot of us are maybe not buying clothes at the moment what are some ways that we can uh reinvigorate our wardrobes or look at our wardrobes in a different way is there kind of some tips that you go to about pairing uh pieces of clothing with different items or how can we look at our wardrobe in a different way there are so many things that we can do to get inspired by our own wardrobe. And particularly at this moment, we've got, you know, a lot of us have a lot of time on our hands. So let's just say that we have hours to look at our wardrobe and, and have fun with what we own. So I would highly recommend first understanding what you have in your wardrobe so going through your wardrobe pulling out the pieces that you haven't worn in a while that don't really fit you anymore and or that you don't really like and you have to be honest with yourself because there's no point in going through it and going oh yeah I like all these I like all this but I there's a reason that you're not wearing it um and with those garments that you you haven't worn in a while, I urge you to put them on because you will remember instantly why you haven't worn it because often it's due to fit or it's due to the fabric. Uh, it makes you all of a sudden really sweaty. And so it rejigs our, our brain to go, that's why I haven't pulled it out because I had an awful time wearing that garment. So it's all about being honest as well. Mm-hmm. Um so do that. Once all the clutter's gone out of your wardrobe, then it's uh, it's exciting to categorise your wardrobe into having all the uh, life items together, have all your T-shirts, all your shirts, uh, skirts, dresses, pants, all together. And then I, I personally love it in colour order because that allows me to then create mm. exciting looks. <laughs> so <laughs> one of the ways that... Um, the ways that you can look at your wardrobe with fresh eyes is to, I did this recently and I, I absolutely loved this method. It was crazy. I'd never done it before and I'll tell you what it is. So I have a lot of colour in my wardrobe and let's say I was inspired by the colour red. I would, it works really well with separates, but it can work with dresses and layering uh, with dresses. So pulling one item that's red on the top and then if you've got red bottoms, whether it be skirts, pants, pulling out another red item or even like a pink item, something close to that colour and pairing that together. And all of a sudden you'll have created this, this one coloured head-to-toe look, but it works so well because you've got different um, fabrics or textures and it just 
shapes. It's it's just a, a really uh, unique way of looking at your wardrobe. And yeah, I've just started doing that, and I think it's it's so fun. And you really realize the um, your wardrobe is limitless mm. of of opportunities and uh, of outfits and all of that. Yeah. So yeah, like doing that. Um, also accessories. I mean, accessories are such a great way to change mm. up a look. Um, trying on – sometimes I, I I like to look at my wardrobe and go, what are two items that I just would not think work together? Mm. Or And um, question, you know, say we have a, um, a box of belts and you would always have your go-to plain black classic one. With the other belts that you've got there – why not just try those on? Because going straight to the black one, you're cancelling all that. But when we go out of habit and we, we break that habit, mm. you start to see and understand different ways that you can create um, looks that are kind of unexpected or just yeah, looks that you would have never thought before because you're breaking a habit and you're forcing yourself to to try it on as well. Mm. So it's the time to play. It's It literally is, if we can look at this really scary uh, situation that we're all currently facing, if we can see the silver lining, this is the time to get excited about the clothes that you have in your wardrobe. Absolutely. There's some great tips there. I'm even excited now. I'm like, hold on, I'm just going to go now and go into my wardrobe. <laughs> no, that's such a great just idea. Just before I, um, I was speaking to you, yeah. just before I was speaking to you, um, well, actually, this is another thing that people can do mm. right now. I am so excited by this. It's a app called Lookbook, no, Stylebook. Mm. I, yeah, I think it's Stylebook. And you can take photos of your whole wardrobe like you know it's a long process yeah. you've got to take photos of each individual piece but then it's categorized it's basically clueless oh cool and you can then sit once you've done all the hard work and taken all the photos you can then be as lazy as you want sit on the couch be in bed and create and style outfits from your phone it's amazing that is the coolest thing I've heard all day, especially when you just related it back to Clueless. I remember watching, if anyone knows what we're talking about, that movie Clueless, watching that scene where she, before she gets ready to go to school and uses her computer to make the style book. I've always been like, that is the coolest thing ever. And now there's an app for it. I mean, the mission, <laughs> totally. I mean, we, we get to choose our own outfits. Um, it doesn't, I don't think it does it for you, but mm. oh, look, it's, it's so fun. Yeah. So that's awesome. I know another um, another good app, just whilst we're on the app um, topic, is I don't know if you have heard of it, but I've been recommended to use it. It's called Good On You. It's an app. Do you know about yes. this? Yeah. So um, if you maybe mm-hmm. want to uh, talk a little bit about this app and, um, yeah, tell our listeners what is the How Good can On help You app. Yeah. Everyone. Mm. So, yeah, Good On You is a great app. So, basically, you can put in your favourite brands, the brands that you shop regularly at, and you put that into their search uh, bar and it will give it a rating of how ethical, how sustainable that brand is. Mm. Uh, it will break down in different categories like um, I think it, I think it breaks it down into like manufacturing standards, uh, the environmental standards, all of all of that, and so it then gives you the knowledge and the tools to understand where the brands are at, and if it kind of, I guess it 
may help you support your purchase if you're um, looking to new brands to support um, or it just lets you understand, okay, this is the brands that I love but they're not doing the best at this time. So then you can take it to the next step at, um, which is contacting brands that and, and asking them for more information to uh more information about the workers, uh, how much they're being paid, if they're being paid fairly, their working conditions, uh, you know, also understanding where the clothes are actually made. Clothes are made all over the world now and I think it, it is very important to understand where our clothes are coming from. So that would be the next step after going to Good and You. But they've got so many brands. You can also, if your favorite brands aren't up there, you can request for them to go and do the hard work for you. I mean, it's a lot of work, but um, it, it really is an amazing tool for anyone who buys clothes. Yeah, I completely agree. When I started using it, I was devastated at first because I won't say which brands, but some of the brands that I loved were on there and they weren't doing so well. And it was like, okay, this is good though. I'm all about education. And I totally, totally. believe that, you know, when you become educated on a topic, you automatically become empowered because you've just learned something new. And now it's kind of your responsibility as to what you do with your newfound knowledge. So for me, it was exactly. yeah, turning to op shops, which I absolutely love doing. But tell me your thoughts on this. When I do go op shopping, I still will only buy things that are of good quality, even if they are secondhand. Because when I first started going op shopping, I was like, oh, this is so cheap and this and this and this. And it was kind of like fast fashion anyway. And some of the clothes I was buying were falling apart and would then kind of be at the very end of their life cycle. Whereas now I kind of look for clothes that are secondhand, but will still give me a lot of wares. Otherwise, I feel like it's kind of defeating the purpose of going secondhand anyway. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think everyone's different. I personally, I'm the same as you. I really look to quality pieces for vintage, for brands and designers that I couldn't, necessarily afford to buy uh, brand new um, or also who aren't you know there's some brands out there that aren't particularly sustainable mm. uh, not fast fashion brands but still make really good clothing but you know either aren't giving us the information that I'm wanting as a consumer so I feel it's okay to purchase from them uh, because they're not benefiting from my yes. um, purchase. Yeah. The op shops are. Mm. Um, but I think if you're starting out, mm. uh, I think it really taking that first step to go into an op shop, if you're used to shopping at fast True. fashion brands, it really is that great stepping stone to seeing what is what amazing pieces are there. You know, often, often there are pieces because the price point is so cheap in fast fashion stores, people do wear it once. And, you know, some of those clothes do have more wears than one. So if, if that's your next step, uh, I, I think it's okay to buy what you love. And that to me is the most important, no matter where something's from. If you're going to buy something that you truly love, you're going to repair it. You're going to hand wash it. You're going to do whatever you can um, do to make that, life cycle of that garment lasts longer so I think that's the most important thing I think making sure you 
buying something that you love is more important than even buying something brand new from an ethical business. Yeah. If you're not going to wear it. Exactly. Absolutely. Because then it's just going to be the same thing again where you're not using it, you're not wearing it. It's the same um, almost mindless consumerism, even if it's from a great brand. So, um, yeah, for sure. And I think it's it's also good to have no shame around purchasing secondhand because I know when – Oh, gosh, no, yeah. Yeah, when I first started as well, I will admit that the first time I remember I went into an op shop – um, like by myself to go do some shopping, I felt really self-conscious. I know that I was like looking around to see if I knew anyone. I almost felt like I shouldn't be there. And it was this weird thing where I was like feeling like I felt cheap somehow, or it was this really kind of reflective state that I was like, what am I doing here? Now I've completely gotten over that. And I love just everything about it because you're supporting the op shop where whichever one it may be which there are quite a few um you're doing your part for the environment you kind of you know you know have styles that might be a bit more unique because they're from an op shop they're not from the fast fashion stores um so yeah just to and i'm sure you would agree to to not feel any shame about uh, sec- uh shopping secondhand oh totally and the amount of clothing that's out there now mm-hmm. i think it would be it would be very scary if people didn't shop secondhand mm. because there is so much, so many clothes out there that need to have that second, that third, that fourth life. Yeah. And I remember um, well, I'm a Red Cross ambassador, so mm. I promote um, the Australian Red Cross. And something that um, you have to remember, yes, is like you were saying, uh, shopping, um, op shopping, you're giving money to charities and you're, taking clothes that would, could be have been destined for landfill. But the charities that you're supporting, they need the funds. Most often charities need money to be able to do, to be able to give the support that they need for uh, the work that they're doing. Mm. They don't need clothes. Mm. So I think if we keep that in mind, it's, it's uh, you're really understanding that you're helping other people because we all wear clothes, mm. so I think it's 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 such a good way to be able to give back. Mm. Uh, and I think if more people, I mean, more people are, I, I think less and less people are um, have a stigma about shopping secondhand yeah. now, which is which is amazing. Um, also, because you know, op shops aren't what they used to be. They're they really take care and pride in their mm. stores and they they do most often only put out the clothing that is of quality. So I think that's also really important when we are donating to op shops is that we're donating good quality clothing, not just the clothes that are literally falling apart and used as a dumping ground. It's a place that you're making that commitment and understanding that when you're passing that piece of clothing on that you are then helping with the funds that are made from that item of clothing you're helping others so yeah I, I think it's really understanding what you're doing for the community and an environment when shopping secondhand definitely and I was I mean you've just touched on it but I was going to ask you so when we do have clothes whether I um you know they're at the end of their life cycle um, I get, you know, if they're falling apart, you can't expect someone else to then come and buy them and we shouldn't be giving them to op shops. But 
uh, is it a good way for when there are clothes that, as you, as we mentioned before, we put them on and they do not fit anymore. Nobody of my friends fit them or it's not their style. Is it a good place to be giving those secondhand clothes to op shops? Oh, 100%. Uh, you know, if I think it, it's nice to also have a balance. I think it's very important if to, to donate, especially if you are an avid op shopper as well. I mean, without those clothes in the op shops, you, weren't, you wouldn't be able to be getting them. So it's really important to give back. Um, but, you know, I think it's also fun to try other ways of um, – passing on your clothes so doing um attending clothing swaps mm. that's a, a new kind of concept that is really growing right now um i once all of this uh current situation is all over i recommend you seeing if there's any clothing swaps in your community um because that's a great way where you can see even someone else putting on that item of clothing and walking out and with a big smile on your face. Mm. I mean, how cool is that to make someone else happy with the clothes that you no longer, you know, don't really love? And um, and then you get something out of it as well. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. If you can sell your clothes, try selling them on, um, you know, either marketplaces or at market stalls. I think being able to well, it's, it's choosing your avenue that you have the time to do. Yeah. I mean, putting stuff up on eBay can be such a, a time-consuming thing mm. if you're having to do all the measurements and all of that. But it's, yeah, I think it's nice to kind of spread, you know, spread your clothes around. Yeah, definitely. Um, do what you can. Mm, yeah, and, I mean, also maybe people who are, um, I can't sew. I can sew on a button and sew up <laughs> a few patches here and there. But some people are really great at sewing and fixing clothes, clothes as well, which is also a really great way um, to, you know, help extend that lifespan of your clothes if you can sew them or put them back together. Or if you know a friend who can do that as well, if there's only a little hole or something in a piece of clothing, sew it up. Like, you know, it's, it is a good way to do it. Totally. And I also... Totally. And I also encourage people to... Uh, to support uh, your local tailor in the area because the um, once you start bringing your clothes to get altered to fit you, you will not get rid of those those items of clothing because you have tailored, you have had them tailored to fit your body shape, to make you feel good, to fit those little, you know, things that weren't quite right. And, I mean, it's quite, quite a quite I find it quite interesting and unrealistic to think that if you go into a shop and off the rack you can have something that is meant to fit you perfectly. I find that quite unrealistic. Also, just for what, as people, we have personalities and, and certain things that we love more than others, other things. So personalisation and tailoring is really what we will then hold on to those clothes for a much longer time. Yeah, I agree completely. Definitely support your local tailors um, when and if you can, for sure. Um, so we're coming to the end of our podcast, but I'd love to ask you, what are your top, if you can, because I can imagine right now your wardrobe must be incredible. I mean, I've seen photos already, but if you can say, what are your top three favorite pieces of clothing in your wardrobe? What are they? I know, tricky question. Oh, 
This is really hard. Or the ones that uh, you've worn the most that you like are staple pieces that you absolutely love. Okay, staple pieces. Hang on now, give me two seconds. It's <laughs> uh, what happens when you have the coolest okay, wardrobe. <laughs> it's too hard. Oh. Well, I mean, I look at my wardrobe as a my, – my whole wardrobe as a collection of art. Mm. So each piece kind of tells a different story of a different time. Um I mean, when I travelled last year, I found some amazing pieces mm. overseas. Um, so maybe my one of my best finds from there would have to be. Oh, I have I have a fascination. Like I love jackets mm. and blazers, and I brought quite a few of those home. Mm. Um, I love. Uh, I got this amazing navy and gold leather jacket that has gold stars, big stars on it. That's pretty impressive. Um, I love, oh, God, Roxy, why is my brain not even (laughs) Well, that's even good. Jackets and blazers, that's always good, especially coming into winter. Remember those blazers. I have a few that I got from op shops, and they're great because I'll either wear them when I need to be in a more professional corporate setting and it really dresses it up, or it looks really cool when you put it with sneakers or slides and you make it like an edgy kind of street-style outfit. So definitely jackets and blazers. Totally. No, actually – what I can, what Ooh, yeah. I can say is, um, I won't choose which one, but I love taffeta skirts, mm. maxi taffeta skirts. Mm. Uh, I've got checkered one. I've got a uh, that's multicolored checkered one. I've got a red and black polka dot vintage. They're all vintage. Cool. Vintage one. I've got um, a, a black one with silver small spots. Oh, I know what I really <laughs> loved that I purchased. Yeah. Um, it's a bit ridiculous, but to me, again, it was a real piece of art. Uh, it is a maxi skirt that is the whole thing is sequined and it's sequined in stripe and it's all vintage sequins. Oh. Yeah, it's, I don't know, no, I do have plans on where and when and where I'm going to wear it. It just, that event just has to, um, yeah, has to come. come oh, well. Definitely. I mean, this is probably a good chance to now say, how do people connect with you online and wait for this beautiful skirt to pop up in one of your photos one day? <laughs> yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at Opshop to Runway, and there's little dashes, uh, underscores between each word. Um, but also check out my website, opshoptorunway.com, and that's where I do uh, wardrobe edits, wardrobe, wardrobe cleansing, personal styling, um, I, like personal shopping, so taking you out, we can do uh, go to op shops together, we can go to consignment stores, vintage shops, even buying brand new from brands that are doing good things, um, supporting local businesses. So, yeah, you can check me out there. Oh, perfect. Well, that's so amazing. So everyone listening, make sure that you follow Alex on Instagram. And thanks so much, Alex, for coming on the show. Lovely speaking to you. Thanks, Roxy. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe to our channel and follow us on Instagram, wild underscore education. Thanks again and talk soon.